actually something that can help heal the diastasis. So a lot of the times you see women just totally avoid it because they don't, they're afraid, they don't know what they're going to do to them, they don't want to make it worse. So that's one thing. Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. Welcome to episode number 54. Today's guest is Hanan Faldin, who is a certified personal trainer and a consistent coach and a mother of beautiful daughters. She is the founder of Mind a Body Elevation, which is a community for women looking to live life to the fullest, who want to feel in control of their exercise and eating habits, lose weight and tone up, and learn how to maintain these habits while juggling the hashtag mom life in our episode for today if you're watching the video and here in the audio you'll hear her daughter in the background because it's the reality of mom life work life balance and so we talked today about how a mother as a mother and as a person trainer how she balanced it all out finding time for herself and for her clients we talked about as well how to set realistic goals and how to find motivation because it's really important, especially for mothers who sometimes feel drained out of energy and give to others and they forget themselves. So if you're ready, let's welcome Hanan. Welcome to the show, Hanan. How are you today? Alhamdulillah. Good. How are you, Ala? Alhamdulillah. So this is going to be a real show because you're a mom and we're going to have expectations coming up. That's mom, hashtag mom life. <laughs> yes. We're going to have some crying in the background. We're going to have some tantrums, some breakdowns and some, uh, you know, this is what happens. Coronavirus lockdown. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're doing interviews now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Social isolation. Yeah. So tell us about yourself and what you currently do. Yeah. So I'm a personal trainer. I work with women, specifically moms, and we work on fat loss. We work on feeling good. I help them reach their health goals and I help them stay consistent. So I'm a consistency coach. That's what I'm really passionate about, about helping women create new habits and make them last. So we work on a lot of mindset stuff. We work on a lot of habit change around exercise and nutrition. So that is what I do. I like to work with kettlebells. I work with weights. We also do a lot of body weight training, interval training. Yeah. So that's what I do to help women. That's awesome. And I love the consistency, which is like the best thing. (laughs) Alhamdulillah. That's my favorite thing. I love that. I can totally geek out on that all day. So I feel like because if you can't be consistent, really when you're starting, if you can't be consistent, then it's not going to make an impact. And it's the hardest thing I think for moms, like you can tell us about it. So as a mom and as a personal trainer, how do you help the woman like post, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, postpartum to stay in shape, post-pregnancy. Post-pregnancy to stay in shape? Yeah. Because you know how like, like see for me, I can never like relate yet because I know it's it's a different process, but I went to different sessions for idea fitness Mm -hmm. and I know like the woman's body like changes and all that fun stuff. So you are able to relate to it more. So I think the first thing when it comes to postpartum and getting back in shape is before anything, I mean, I'm a personal trainer and I have a limited scope of practice, but depending on your birth experience, your pregnancy experience, and then, you know, the first few weeks postpartum, some women can have different symptoms. And so I always recommend that women postpartum 
whether they're feeling symptoms or not, this is what I did postpartum was to go see a pelvic floor physiotherapist just to get checked out. Make sure everything's okay down there. If you're having any symptoms like leaking, if you're having feeling like tension, if you're feeling a lot of heaviness down in your pelvic area, then those are things that definitely that you want to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist about. You don't want to ignore them. And it's better to be safe than sorry. Just to, even it's good to be preventative and just take preventative care. So that's step number one. Step number two when it comes to getting back in shape postpartum is to really work around a lot of the mindset issues that we tend to that tend to come up postpartum. First of all, we're completely sleep deprived, so it's hard to motivate yourself to do anything, but really learning to have compassion with yourself in this stage of life and realizing that there really is not a rush. A lot of women feel a huge rush to get back into it. They might be feeling good one day and thinking, okay, here we go. I'm going to start my fitness, fitness journey today. I'm going to get back in shape. I'm going to get my body back, right? I honestly don't like that term, get my body back, because what does that even mean? As women, we're going through seasons. We're not like men, right? Men usually just have like <laughs> Then have like multiple seasons. Our hormones are changing. Even if we're not giving birth and having like children, we have cycles every month that we go through. So we have that experience even before we have kids. We have to learn how to deal with those ups and downs. So it's not a linear process. Our bodies will change. And it's just learning to have self-compassion with yourself and detaching your mind from who you used to be, what you used to look like, what you used to be able to do. That's like the number one thing that I hear from my clients is they want to look the way they used to look. Like they want to go back in time. I used to be 120 pounds. I used to be this. So it's really learning to have self-compassion with yourself. That's what I work on with my clients, having really low expectations. Like, girl, you got two hour chunks of sleep last night. Why are you trying to work out for 90 minutes? Right? It's not going to lead to good things. So low, low expectations, starting again, small, doing some rehab exercises, going to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist, and then working your way up from there. Really, the, uh, the priority postpartum is resting. And especially in society today, we have a very hard time resting and taking a break and slowing down and not being busy, right? We, we think that busyness is like a, a badge of honor. But it's really learning to prioritize rest that is going to get you far in the long run, especially if you're an athlete. Going from being an athlete and, or just if you work out a lot, you have that identity. Let's say you're pregnant or before pregnancy, you work out a lot during pregnancy, you work out and then postpartum, you lose so much strength, you don't feel good, you feel tired all the time, you don't feel like working out, and when you do work out, you feel like crap. So that is, banana for my daughter, so that is, you know, it's very hard, the athlete brain, it's very hard to work with because we are always pushing ourselves past pain, through pain, just do one more rep, get to the end. But what are we really sacrificing? You know, we could injure ourselves in those moments, especially when we're so tired as mothers. So yeah, realizing that you're just on a journey. We might not be on, you might not be on the side of the journey that you want to be on right now, but you have to get through this point, try and enjoy the little things, have low expectations, focus on rest, do rehab, see a pelvic floor physio and start small. Yeah, that's actually, thank you for validating like my feelings as like a single, I'm not a mom person yet. Because I value sleep so much and it's so hard for me when I like it's interesting when I see women who are like grinding their butt up and I'm like how or like you know men but like women and I'm like I can't like I need sleep I can't survive without sleep <laughs> so especially if you're a mom like it's very important so oh, thank so you important. for that point yeah I mean it's important for everyone I love sleep oh my goodness yeah <laughs> I love sleep I was that kid who would sleep for three hour naps oh my god I slept until I was like five so I love sleep so that's the hardest part for me postpartum yeah. And then what common struggles do you see when it comes to like their fitness after pregnancy, like when it comes to workouts and making time for it, all that 
time balance. Yeah, some women have the issues that I talked about, the urinary or fecal leakage when they cough, sneeze, run, jump, the heaviness in the, the pelvic floor. So that could be pelvic organ prolapse and the diastasis recti that could occur postpartum. That's a separation of the abdominal wall. That could, that could cause some issues. But really, it's not a... These things are things that can be worked with. Again, like working with a pelvic floor physiotherapist to figure out how you can, exercises that you can do to help heal. And then in addition, working with a uh, personal trainer. So kind of working with those two people to kind of create a customized program for you to do some rehab exercises before you get back into some of the exercises maybe you have been doing or that you want to start doing. That way it doesn't make any of your symptoms worse. So that can be one struggle, you know, and it's not something to, I don't want it, it to be something that stops women from working out. So if you have diastasis, it's really not the end of the world. Like postpartum for myself, I had a five finger diastasis. So you could literally fit five fingers in between my abs. So, but after exercising, so exercise using proper core breathing can actually help close the diastasis. So I went from five fingers to one finger in I think six months to a year. I think it was about six months. I wasn't really paying too much attention. I wasn't stressing too much about it. But so if you are exercising, it's actually something doing uh, doing it correctly, it's actually something that can help heal the diastasis. So a lot of the times you see women just totally avoid it because they don't, they're afraid, they don't know what they're going to do to them, they don't want to make it worse. So that's one thing. What was the question again? Struggles when it comes to fitness. Yeah. The second thing is the all or nothing mindset. Yeah. Which is very hard to break. And I'm talking from personal experience. The perfectionist, all or nothing mindset. I'm perfectionist. Yes. I'm so like bad at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. So <laughs> it's hard. Um, it's really hard because you have to sacrifice so much when you're a new mom and a mom in general. You probably won't be able to do the 60-minute quiet, you know, relaxing, take long break type of workouts that you could do post-pregnancy and, and before. So just having grace with yourself, having compassion, again, starting small. And if that's five to 10 minutes, that's five to 10 minutes is better than nothing. And Looking, looking at things from the long perspective versus short term, like if you can't get in a 60 minute workout, but you can get a 10 minute workout, that's fine. And it's going to help you in the long run. Something is better than nothing. So get moving. Even if that means that you're doing five jumping jacks a day and someone asks you, do you have a workout routine? You're like, heck yeah, I do five jumping jacks a day. Okay. Like you don't need to tell them what you do, but you can, yeah, I do. You know, like <laughs> it doesn't need to be huge. We always put so much pressure on ourselves, put so much weight on our shoulders. We put all these expectations. So yeah, those are my two biggest things when it comes to getting back into fitness postpartum. I can't think of anything else. So the, th the third thing I will say, opposite of what I just said, is that a lot of women, a lot of women, let's say six months to a year, maybe 18 months after having a baby, they aren't challenging themselves enough, but they have these big fat loss or health goals. So I talked about having compassion with yourself, having grace with yourself, but there's also the opposite extreme where we have too much compassion with ourselves, too much grace for ourselves to the point where we completely let ourselves go. And that's not really having self-compassion, but sometimes we can kind of tell ourselves that that's what that is. So it's also figuring out, okay, are you having, is that, are you really having self-compassion or are you just kind of using that as an excuse to not challenge yourself to get to the goals that you keep saying that you want to reach right so that's number three yeah and like that's really hard because i feel like especially like w women are like the caregivers and like they care so much and it's I'm, I'm always trying to preach that message to like you know give time to yourself as much as you can 
because moms always like look after the kids, but then they forget themselves. And yeah, like, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but I don't know if it's like all moms. Like, I know you and I are both Arabs, but I'm not yeah. with like outside of Arab culture. Notice the same. I think it's all around. Around, yeah. It's all types of moms. We tend to not take care of ourselves. I mean, I work out because I know that if I don't. Like, I'll be like, listen, like my kids know that when I'm working out, like, don't bother me. <laughs> like, they'll be with me in the same area. It's not like a mean, like, don't bother me. But it's like, okay, you know, mama's working out right now. You can work out with me. You can have, have a snack after my workout. Like if it's a 30 minute workout, that's what I'm doing. Sometimes I have to stop in the middle to tend to what they need and get back to it. But for my own sanity, I need to do the workout for myself. Like that's something that I cannot compromise because I know I will not be a happy person. I will not be a happy mother. It's just my form of kind of self-care and resetting myself whenever my brain is going to overdrive and I can't think and I'm thinking of too much and I'm feeling anxious and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, that is a sign that I need to move my body. I need oxygen to my cells. I need to breathe heavier. I need to get those endorphins. So yeah, it's something that I just do not compromise. Yeah, so like now that we're recording this on April 20th, actually, it's so funny that we're recording on April 20th. Tomorrow is April 21st, the Wait, Mother's Day. March. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, you. I'm not even a mom yet. No. <laughs> I'm not a mom yet. Like, what's going to happen? I'm excited for spring. That's okay. I tell my mom this all the time. Like, I'm, like, I'm not a mom yet. What's going to happen? She's like, no, you're overthinking. Calm down. <laughs> Oh, girl, don't even ask me what's going to happen to your mom. I told my husband yesterday, I'm like, I literally think I have amnesia. Like, I think I do. <laughs> really. It's kind of a lot. It's not. It's, That's it's, hilarious. It's no, yeah. but like, we are in March 20th as we record. Tomorrow is March 21st. Mother's Day in the Arab world. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. I'm like, yeah. the, okay, I'm not. I, I don't Arab. know Arabic, so I'm not very, like, <laughs> yeah. Arab, but, oh, well, that's exciting. I'll take it. Yeah, it's just, like, funny world. And then, like, it's also Israel Miraj, which is, like, even interesting. And so that we're talking about, Allah. yeah, and, like, Ramadan is coming up, and we're in the whole coronavirus epidemic, Easter, all that fun times. So how, during Ramadan, this episode will be released in Ramadan, but during Ramadan, how do you manage staying active with kids and family being around? So I'm going to give you my personal opinion here. I used to work out during Ramadan pre-kids a lot. I would continue my pretty much my regular workout schedule and I felt amazing. And that's usually when I would get my leanest. Like I would get a lot of definition and felt really good exercising during Ramadan. I mean, it would give me energy throughout the rest of the day. I might get thirsty like the hour or two before we break for iftad. I'd get really thirsty, but that's pretty much it. A lot of days I would work out right before iftad. Other days when I was feeling really tired, I'd work out around noon to give me a boost of energy for the rest of the day. Now, last Ramadan was the first Ramadan I actually attempted fasting since having kids. I am still nursing once a day, so I'm hoping to wean that this year. But last year, I tried for about a week to fast. And I'm the type of person that I love fasting. I look forward to fasting. Like, it's like, oh, I feel so good when I fast. Like, I want to fast all the time. You know what happens? Sorry to interrupt you. My stomach, is, hung- my stomach is hungry. I'm like, oh, I hope it didn't get recorded. Oh, my God. No, I didn't hear you. I didn't. It's okay. I'm not even fasting. <laughs> That's no, 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 no. It's okay. I'm like sweating just talking right now. So, yeah, yeah I love fasting. But last year, first year since having kids, I felt terrible. Oh, my God. I felt dreadful fasting. Like, it was very hard for me. I only got through a week and then I had some, some issues pop up, but it was a whole nother level of difficulty for me fasting while nursing and having kids. I wasn't nursing her a lot, maybe twice a day, but 
So that's why I had attempted because I was like, you know what, she's not nursing that much. Um, so I'm going to try. And then I had also tried to work out two of the days that I fasted. And it was like, I could do maybe one set of my reps and I was done. I could not. And I'm, I'm a person who I really push myself and I can really usually break my limits. I could not. I felt dizzy, lightheaded, seeing stars. I was like, nope, this is not happening. So yeah, so that was not happening for me. And I realized that this is what it feels like to fast as a nursing mother, as a mother. Maybe some other people feel great while fasting. It just did not work out for me. Inshallah, this year, I'm going to see how I feel again. Maybe try some short workouts. Inshallah, I'm not going to be nursing. So maybe that will make a difference. But I think everyone has to listen to their body during that time. If you're chasing after kids all day and you're continuing to clean, cook, and you have a full-time job, Honestly, it might be impossible for you to get in a workout while you're fasting. Maybe after you break your fast, you can get in, you know, five to 15 minute workout. A lot of the girls in my online Vibrant Life Blueprint program, I'm going to be giving them five, 10, 15, and 20 minute workouts that they can do during Ramadan, either while they're fasting, if they feel good, or after they break their fast. For me, at this point in my life, it's not a huge priority. As much as exercise is a priority in my life, it's not my number one focus in Ramadan. And uh, I know a lot of people are scared of stopping because they're scared of it won't be able to start again. But the thing is, you will be able to. It's always hard to start back up again. But at the end of the day, I want to maximize the amount of time I have during Ramadan, which still is not much as a mother, to worship. Um, if I feel really good some days, maybe I'll get in a quick workout after sometime after Iftar. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's not a huge priority. If I don't get workouts in, I'm not really worried about it. I've gone weeks without working out and you won't lose all the progress that you make. You won't, you will be fine going three or four weeks without exercising. Now, if you just started your exercise journey and you feel like you've gotten a lot of momentum the past few months before Ramadan starts, um, it will be harder for you to start up after Ramadan if you stop. So I recommend, like, if you're, you've been working for years, like I have, it's easier to stop start because it's already ingrained. It's a habit. But if you are just started building the habit of exercise, then you want to stick with doing like five minute workouts, maybe a few times a week, three to four times a week. If you can, after iftar, if you put the kids to sleep, do a five, 10 minute workout. That's all you need. The point here is not to go crazy not to do really long workouts like you would do. A, your body probably won't be able to handle it. And B, it's about building, continuing to build that habit. Throughout Ramadan, so that way after you can continue exercising with ease. So when you're building these habits that you wanna, want to last a long time, like, you know, I tell my clients, if you really don't feel like working out, which is gonna happen probably 75, 80% of the time, you won't feel like working out, okay? What are you going to do? One of the things that you can do is I tell them, I just want you to put your workout clothes on. So we have cues that lead to routines and rewards. Those are habits. You have a cue, a routine, and a reward. One of the cues for myself and for a lot of people is putting on your workout clothes. How many times have you put on your workout clothes and you haven't actually worked out? More often than not, you're going to put on your workout clothes. Maybe you don't get to the workout at the time you wanted to do it, but you feel guilty not doing it because you're like, well, I have my workout clothes on. I have to work out. So you usually, you do something rather than nothing. So, and they think, oh, well, it's just my workout clothes. What is that going to do? Like, oh, that's not going to do anything. I don't feel like putting my workout clothes on. No one feels like putting their workout clothes on. So, you know, just putting them on, having that cue after you put them on, you might be like, oh my God, I feel like working out now. So that's something that you can do. So again, keeping the expectations low during Ramadan. If you've been working out for years and it's already a habit, you might be okay taking a long break during Ramadan and not exercising. 
if you feel absolutely terrible working out, even after iftar during Ramadan, that's okay. Have grace with yourself. Start up again after Ramadan, inshallah. If you do feel strongly about continuing your workouts during Ramadan and it is something that you recently started and you want to keep the momentum going, do three to four times a week a small workout that you feel like you could realistically stick to. And if you have that goal but you really don't feel like working out, put your workout clothes on. Make that your goal three to four times a week. Just to build the habit, put your workout clothes on. That's it. I like that habit building. And I think that's the same thing what Bilal said when I interviewed him last year. Perspective, same thing. Like, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times Muslims want to use Ramadan as time to get back in shape. But it's like, if you haven't been working out the previous months, Ramadan isn't the right time for it to get back on track. But kind of like to pick up the habits like you mentioned. And then like spirituality, I find it the hardest part among like all mom, like Muslim moms when I see on Facebook groups. So how do you balance like the worship time and that spiritual time during Ramadan? As a mom, how do I balance way? it with kids? Yeah, like all of that. Because I know it's like the hardest part I've noticed. It's, it's hard. Last Ramadan, I really, or maybe it was the Ramadan before that, when I was pregnant, postpartum, early postpartum nursing, you don't feel the same, or I can speak, you know, personally, I didn't feel yeah. the same level of, you know, spirituality, that, that spiritual Iman boost that I got previously before having kids. You know, I wasn't going to Tarawih because I had to put the kids to sleep and stay with them at home, obviously. I wasn't doing as much as I normally would do because I was taking care of them throughout the day. But, you know, making the intention to you know, you're taking care of the kids for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're taking care of your husband for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're cooking for your husband and kids for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're keeping a clean house for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like all those things you're going to get rewarded for during Ramadan, you have to make the intention. You're not doing nothing. It's okay if you can't go to Tarawih every night. Like it's not required for a reason. And just starting to do things with my kids now that they're older, like reading Quran with them. And, you know, I have a three-year-old and an 18-month-old. Like they're not going to sit for 15 minutes and read Quran, you know, but when I make it a priority in my life, they see me reading it and they'll come join me for a few minutes. And sometimes they'll pick it up and they'll be like, let's read. They'll encourage me to read kind of law. So trying to get my kids involved in as many things with me as possible, whether that's reading Quran, you know, listening to a lecture, if your kids are old enough to do that, helping me. I also just get them to help me cook in the kitchen. I know, you know, that's an act of worship cooking for your family. So just, yeah, again, low expectations, doing what you can, making the intention with everything that you're doing so that you get rewarded for it. Great. And I like what you say, like intentions and being a role model. That's a huge, huge, huge thing. Is there anything else I should have asked, but I didn't? I mean, we are in the coronavirus epidemic situation. So how is that I going? Know. How is that going for you right now? So honestly, I was a bit depressed about it yesterday. Not in terms of why is this happening? I yeah. never think Question. that alhamdulillah yeah. just because this is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I, I myself see a lot of benefits in it and I know there's a lot of hidden benefits right. in it that I can't see but I'm already <laughs> seeing a lot of benefits but just in terms of the economy and, and you know where are we going to be in six months 12 months 18 months but it's kind of like you know I was talking to my clients this morning and we have four weeks left in our online program we do two live workouts together a week and you know we have a nutrition program and now we're all kind of we're all kind of stuck in the house all in the same place, kind of with ourselves, really having to sit with ourselves and sit with our feelings. And do we, you know, if we're feeling down, do we continue to exercise? Do we continue to try and eat healthy? Like, what's the point at this point? Like, you, sometimes you can develop that kind of attitude. What's the point? But at the end of the day, you have to keep, keep living your life, like keep waking up in the morning, getting dressed, you know, putting on makeup if that makes you feel good. Um, obviously, I did not do that this morning. <laughs> 
you know, reading with your kids, doing activities, taking care of yourself, which means exercising. And I think during this time, it's so important because a lot of like the number one reason that women tell me they can't work out is they don't have time. That's the number one reason. Now your husband is probably working from home mm-hmm. or you're working from home. You have a lot more time now. You're probably wasting a lot more time on your phone. So there's really not an excuse. This is actually a great time to start the habit of exercising because you have so much free time. So, you know, I'm encouraging my clients to just keep going. You know, this will end when it ends. But this is exercising, especially during this time, is going to help you feel good. It's going to get those endorphins pumping. It's going to get you more motivated. It'll just make them feel happier. And that's kind of my goal during this time is just to keep, bring a little bit of happiness and health and endorphins into the life of my clients because I know that everyone's struggling a little bit or a lot and exercise is only something that can help. It's not like, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to just throw all of our goals out the window now that we're stuck inside the house. Like we're not going to eat ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and just sit on the couch all day and not take care of our kids. You know, things have to keep moving. We have to keep striving forward. And it's a great time to start, you know, if you want to start an online business, you want to start exercising, you want to start knitting, you want to read that book that you finally wanted to read, right? It's a great time to start. So that's what I think in terms of, you know, how we can make fitness a priority during this time. So yeah. Yeah, there's something like uncertainty, which can kick in and very great points. So Thank you so much for your time. Where can we find you and stay connected with you? So welcome. I am mostly active on Instagram, as you know, at Hanan Fidel underscore. I'm also on Facebook. Once in a while, I post on there at Mind Body Elevation by Hanan. That's my business name. And then if anyone needs me, they can just go to my Instagram page. They can message me. They can email me. So that's usually where you can find me most. Awesome. So guys, if you're watching or listening to this, make sure to screenshot or this episode and follow us on BeFit for Akhir and Hanan Fadil. And let us know what you guys think and what's your biggest takeaway. Thank Thanks. you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Sorry, I'm like staring at you talking. And I'm not oh, no, no, no. Thinking. You're welcome. This was, this was like- <laughs> I just took a screenshot of us. That's why I got quiet. <laughs> No, it was so much fun. I'm going to go tend to uh, some poopy diapers now. Yeah. Hope you guys all stay safe and happy and during this crazy time. Yeah, yes. Stay strong, guys. You got this. Assalamualaikum. Thanks for having me. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong. Be fit, be fit for Akira. <laughs>